you have to look at it as like the Dunning Kruger arc. Like this is the amount of fear when shit's involved, but then with enough shit, <laughs> you're sinking down here. Um, and little little known fact, not a lot of people know about that song "Down with the Sickness" is about him getting addicted to cat shit. Yeah, so he's going. Oh, wah, ah, ah, ah. that's him gagging because of the cat shit. But then he opens up <laughs> and lets the hate flow into him. Oh, or cat shut shit. up, man. Have you said anything true in your entire life? It depends. <laughs> Who's asking? Hello and welcome to the Mr. Bill podcast. No, you have not heard this voice before. This is Robert Fumo. I am the producer and podcast editor for Mr. Bill. Mr. Anand is, I believe, getting eggs and milk at the grocery store and we don't exactly know when he'll be back so i'm just going to jump in the driver's seat here and take the reins for this crazy ride with dnvu and little snake both incredible musicians sound designers and performers in their own right we have full bios and links to all of their socials in the podcast description if you want to head over to mr bill's website uh his tutorials his sample packs, his show dates, which include February 3rd, Kill Bill, which is the dynamic duo of Killsmith and Mr. Bill at the Denver, Colorado Mission Ballroom, will be February 3rd. We then have February 4th in Asheville, North Carolina at the Asheville Music Hall. We also have performing in the Middle East somewhere. Uh, Mr. Bill and Electricado, February 16th to the 18th. Then we have March 1st in Bristol, the United Kingdom, with Culprit for Intrinsic Music. Again, all those show dates and much, much more are at MrBillsTunes.com. Without further ado, let's get into this chat with DMVU and Little Snake. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're 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 listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. hell yeah hell um, yeah for some reason okay so this is yeah this is the first time i've used this platform and it should record all of our shit locally but for some reason it's only doing it at 720p but i totally pay for this shit and i think i should be able to do it at 4k what the fuck yeah that's Whatever. like are you sorry that's three thousand less p than you're paying for I know, dude. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Where's all my P? You're telling me there's there's a thousand and eighty P in this whole thing? Look, people Free pay thug. a lot for P. <laughs> for sure. All right. Are you still doing the uh are you still doing like the the video on Patreon and then just audio on whatever else? Uh, I don't do Patreon anymore. I technically still have a Patreon that people still subscribe to. But I don't mm. update it at all. And I put a video up there ages ago saying I'm not updating it, but I'll also keep collecting your money so long as you <laughs> keep sending it. So uh, There's going to be a, a Mr. Bill scam accusation coming out after this. I mean, I put a video up explaining exactly how to not give me money there and to give me money elsewhere. And 
people still give me money though. So I've never explained to anyone how to give me money and they still give me money. So like, look, boys, <laughs> we've done it. Yeah, that's a pro strat right there. Look, Taking... pro strat, don't talk. Just be about it. <laughs> yeah, the other day I um, went to my front door to give some mail to like the last lady who lived in this house. And she, she was like, oh, I'm just collecting the mail for my uh, daughter or whatever. And I gave her the mail. And then she just goes like, have you got any money? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, no. <laughs> Yo, like, that's the grind set. That's the CEO uh, mindset right now. Now, we got to start doing that. I feel like we could make Dude, a decent hey, buck as hey, a side hey, hustle. Hey, you got any money? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro, what's your PayPal? <laughs> yeah, no, she, I was, yeah, I was just like kind of weirded out by that question. I was like, no, I don't. And then she was like, oh, well, had to ask. And then just went and got back in her car and left. It would have been even funnier <laughs> if you said no. And she's like, that's so sad. And then gave you money. She's like, I'm so sorry for yeah. your situation. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just Dude, like, you know, she's, she's me up a lot. And just likes like, to emotionally fuck with people or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what cracks me up a lot is like TikTok um, side hustle culture. It'll be like the most convoluted thing that actually gets you to like do an honest day's work for like a job and they call it a side hustle. Bro, I saw someone like discussing farming chickens and they were like, yo, side hustle where you can like sell <laughs> eggs. And it was literally a chicken farmer. <laughs> it was dope. It was dope. Bro, capitalism <laughs> ruining this country. <laughs> Dude, tap in. We can we can produce thirty eggs in one week. Tap in. Gino, you wouldn't know about this. You come from communist Canada. Communist hey, you Canada. have a birds. You literally are wearing a Birds of Canada shirt. You can't say shit. Uh, shut up. Aren't Bob. you in Calgary? Yeah, I'm still in Calgary. Oh no, communist Canada is um like further north, isn't it? Yeah, that's the Yukon, <laughs> the Yukon Peninsula, I think it's called. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I've been recording this all, this whole time. Uh, I'll probably probably like put an intro on it at some point. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this has been great. We're in. Oh, we, we've been in for 3 minutes, 21 seconds, dude. Well, I just made a goddamn mess on camera. So I think this is probably <laughs> going to go off the rails. I don't think we're going to say anything informative for the next like hour and a half. Oh, I did my informative one already. I know I did. That's what I was thinking. Like I did my informative Mr. Bill podcast. So this is late night, baby. Yeah, this is this is a 2 a.m. podcast. I yeah, I asked Bill. I was like, can we do it like past midnight? Because I feel like you'll get the best conversation out of me. I did think you were joking. You're like, do you want to be on the podcast right now? I was like, ha, ha, ha what? <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool. Thanks for being flexible and just randomly being down to do it. No one's ever called me yeah, that. Of course flexible <laughs> <laughs> of course can you um can you bend your shit backwards shorty hell no shit i can bend some shit not not all my shit okay yeah let's get it <laughs> I can, go ahead bill bend it backwards i can okay, bend the spoon I, I can i can get like this far i don't know <laughs> i think that's dude i i bent shoddy back with my mind check this ready whoa mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 20 bucks Hey, you got nice to keep in mind this is a podcast, so everybody just here is check this out. Oh, good and then thing. Going, mm-hmm. We're all then like, they oh, won't know mm-hmm. I'm wearing no pants. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know that either because I can only see your head. Oh, close call. <laughs> Damn. Um, so how cool. you boys doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just hanging cool. out, getting ready for shows, making songs. <laughs> Hang oh, cool. with you guys. What's your next? Uh, what's your next couple shows here? I've got Reno this weekend, and then after that, 
on the 21st, I have Black Box. And this is, funny story, the second time I've curated a headlining show in Denver. The first time, I brought that little guy right there. Straight oh, from that's Canada. true. That's true. Yeah. I forgot about we that. We scared yeah. the shit out of the Denver people. They were not ready for that. This time. I know. Dude. Good. Usually, usually after a settle walk around, and there's like at least one or two people being like, yo, that was really sick. But in Denver, people would just like side eye me like, this like was, I, I did something that. What was this like them. four years ago? Like, why'd you I do think? that? Yeah, this is like 29. Dude, I like <laughs> hyped this show up. It was my first headline at Cervantes' other side. It was like a research Wednesdays mm. or something. And they were like, who do you want? I was like, bring little snake. And they were like, is that, are yeah. you sure? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Denver's forward thinking. They'll, they'll be ready for this. <laughs> I was wrong, brother. Dude, I thought so, too. I thought so, too. I thought, like, there's a huge whoop community. Like, tons of people are smoking See, weed and shit. So Okay. I hope psychosis. no one gets hurt by this one. Like, whoops think they like weird music. They're like, I like weird music. Until you yeah. give it to them raw. Then, yeah, if you remove a snare from the three, they're like, whoa, <laughs> dude, like, I don't want this hipster ass. I, I mean, to, to be shit. fair, though, like, on the scale of, like, normal music that you can actually describe what your job is to an Uber driver type shit to, like, the kind of shit that we do, it is it is pretty, you know. Yeah, totally. I started lying to Uber drivers. Oh, I started, like, because I... I literally do that, up? too. <laughs> yeah, I, I wear a lot of tech wear, so I start, like, pretending that I work in security. Like, I'll just say I'm, like, a security person for the building of the studio or whatever. And then one time I had an Uber driver pick me up twice, like, in a row. And the first day I told him I was a musician and he like, I told him I was security. And then he was like, I, I could have swore you were like a DJ or something. <laughs> it was the most viscerally embarrassing moment. You should have just been like, look, this career moves quickly. I've changed paths. <laughs> it's like, you're the most pussy security guard I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, all right, fine. I'll make this. Turns out, <laughs> turns out there's nothing wor to worry about in Canada. So I'm just going to do the electronic <laughs> music thing. I was just going to say quick interjection this time. Instead of Little Snake, I'm bringing Shrimp Nose. We're sticking to Creature. Yeah, shout out Shrimp Nose. Shout out Shrimp Nose. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask. Um, like, I, I used to write way what I would consider to be, like, glitchier, more fucked up, like, experimental stuff. And these days I just kind of make dubstep because I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> Heard that. Uh, but, I, yeah, I'm curious, like, how to uh, probably both of you deal with, like, the sort of emotional shit that comes with putting so much energy into your art and then going and playing it and then being like, fuck, people didn't appreciate it as much as the other art that was way simpler and probably way easier to okay. make my art. <laughs> For me, like, this shit, this shit used to really, really fuck me up. Like, I would have, like, crises about it. But for me, it just, like, really was about accepting the line of, like, where do I put myself and what it does to me. Like, if I was, I was to play, like, a bass music show in Denver... I'm okay with that and I have fun doing that, but I have to go into it expecting that people are going to be like, what the fuck? Whereas if I go play something like, like an experimental, like CTM or Mutech, then I feel like it's like more widely receptive there. And that's when I'm open to criticism about like not being good enough. But if I'm putting myself in a situation where it's like, I'm a, around a bunch of really regular music, then it's like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be surprised. Like it's not. So just getting yeah. that in your head before you accept shit. Mm. I always find, yeah. Or I always feel like when I um, see an artist that is doing crazy shit like you or, you know, somebody like uh, Rob Clouth or Woolg or something like that, I'm always just uh, like in admiration of the um, the emotional resilience because I know exactly how that feels too. Like to, yeah. to go into a show, play a bunch of like crazy shit that you spent like way too many fucking hours editing and shit and then be like, fuck, man, people didn't get it. 
Funny and, and to just story. keep doing it and not to just like go fuck it. I'm just gonna make dubstep now, like I did. I'm like, yeah, man, good, good for you. <laughs> I played the show in Portland. That was like, I kind of fit on the lineup, but not really. It was like Zangara, then me, then Sub Doctor, then Dirt Monkey. So it was like the wobble, the wobble peeps. And I played a little snake song out of an ASAP Rocky song, and this girl with like. 40,000 TikTok <laughs> followers got on TikTok and she's like, I don't know who this Dimbu guy is, but he ruined my night. Made this like three minute video about like how bad of a person. Dude, that shit sent me over the edge for intros. Like, I don't get EDM like mad at EDM a lot, but I was mad at EDM. Yeah, tonight. she was like, he literally killed the vibe. So, what did I do? I took the audio and remixed it and decimated her on accident with a nice like IDM, like vocal mashup edit. And I left it at that, but it it cut cut me deep. People Good. came for her throat about it too. Like I think once you and I posted it, people just started getting on TikTok, being like, "What are you talking about?" That was the really nice part. Like she, like to be honest, she wasn't necessarily wrong. I did play some wackadoo fucking shit in the middle of a set of all people who like dubstep. I was just like gangster rap and little snake. Like she wasn't wrong. But then people like came at her for being mean to me, which was like so sweet. It like gave me so much. That's why I can emotionally deal with this. Because apparently my friends got my back. So like, all right. Yeah, all totally. Right. Totally. She, yeah, she came forward and apologized. And I literally like, okay, here's She's the thing. She's cool. I don't, we, we're cool now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind if you like feel that way about that shit. Cause definitely like, if you're not expecting it and you don't listen to that type of music, it's like, whatever. Yeah. It's probably going to be bad to you, but to like go out of your way and being like, like this is bad and y'all should look at this and agree with me is kind of weird yeah that was that was the sus part i've been mad i've been really mad but i've never been mad enough to film myself being like i'm fucking mad no yeah, I, feel, totally. I feel like that's, a, that's like day three of the madness you know like day oh, one you're like this Fuck is this you're like you know won't no, this your phone. you're just sort of after. pacing your house and shit and then yeah like a day after that you're like oh fucking this is bull and then the day after you're like i'm making a fucking video <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, this was, like, at least four days after the show. So, like, she was doing, like, I, that's why I feel like I really did fuck her night up. Like, she, like, was so upset that after yeah. four days, she was like, I have to post this. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm She's, still like, showing the video to her mom and shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because she was like, this blend is terrible. Like, it was bad DJing. And it was literally just a Little Snake song no mix it was it was it was, just, Lil, it was my song lilith which is yeah. like not a dj it's not you're not supposed to put that on a cdj um my guy i've been putting that on a cdj for a long time yeah and look what happened <laughs> look what yeah i've been bit. <laughs> the snake bites again yeah. uh, <laughs> i wonder if she like ran her opinion by an uber driver like got in the car and was like hey what are you this is this bullshit how's your, <laughs> how's your night doing <laughs> He's like, look, I meet a lot of security guards, so I wouldn't really know. <laughs> Definitely. Um, oh, so do you, I guess, like, based on your comment just there, do you play only music off a laptop then, not off CDJs? Me? Yeah. Um, so I do CDJs probably, like, 5% of the time. If I have to back-to-back, -back, I'll do CDJs. And if I'm, like, if my computer doesn't work, I'll do CDJs. But, yeah, mostly... Mostly in Ableton Live, um, I'll try and like vary the set as the year goes on, both musically and like what I'm doing in the template. And then in 2023, like I, I basically took a hiatus for the last two years of shows. I only took a couple, but then 2023, I'm going to do a world AV tour. So it's mm. just going to be like nothing crazy, but just like some visuals. That sounds pretty crazy, a world AV tour. 
And I was going to say, yeah. you should, of all people, should not say nothing crazy. Like, <laughs> it absolutely <laughs> will probably be something pretty crazy. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I feel like, you know, if you get into the festival circuit and stuff like that, people that are triggering uh, visuals out of Ableton that are, like, like basically sunk into their song by Resolume or whatever, that's, like, the standard now. Like, if you're a larger DJ and you don't have that, it's, like, a little bit weird. So I feel like, you know, in probably, like, two, three years' time, that'll be so standard that it's not going to be, like, an AV set. It's just going to be, like, the DJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of went the other way with shit. I used to do stuff on Ableton and I was doing all of that. I had um the way that I would always send uh, uh, shit to my visual guy was via little clips of basically noise, like time code noise. And then mm-hmm. on the other end, I can't remember what he was. He was using like VDMX, I want to say, or VMXD or some shit. And uh, I would send him that piece of noise and then just tell VDMX that piece of noise when you hear that it triggers this video. And when you hear that, it triggers you're talking about You're talking about on uh, CDJs, yeah? Ableton. Uh, though technically, Ableton. if you wanted to, I suppose if you really wanted to, you could get a second CDJ with a piece of time code on it. That's just sending a discrete signal Dude. out and like yeah. I've seen Christian, uh, Minnesota Christian, like do visuals with a CDJ before. Like this was, I feel like this was the beginning yeah. of the pandemic. He posted a video about like, I believe it was. I'm sure the video is still out there. He posted this video about how like he controls his visuals, but he was using CDJs. Although I do think he had a, uh, obviously a laptop, so I don't know how that shit worked. There's, there's a thing that you can use called Show Control by a company I want to say called TC Supply, and yeah, basically you, as far as I understand it, you plug the laptop into the CDJ, and then like obviously before you go out and play, as you're setting all of your cue points, I think in record box and all that crap, you like play it on the CDJ, and the same deal. You say like when I play it, that equals this piece of information or data, and that gets sent out to the to the visual dude. And then the, okay, or, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Because like yeah, I see but people the, like this piece of software costs like five grand or something. Yeah, that makes more sense. I was like, yeah. why haven't I heard of this? yeah that kind of software knocks you down to the next tax bracket i feel like you, yeah your, your dude right. is like oh you're, you're in like you know 15 to 17 percent tax range you're like all right quickly buy this show control thing he's like all right now you're in the 12 percent tax range yeah yeah exactly. hustle baby hustle. hey um man i listened to your pod yesterday with bill and i was like you guys were talking about quitting cigarettes and now that you're like months into it how does oh, it cool. feel Dude, okay, first of all, not only does it feel fucking great, but I made a post today on Twitter about this. I've noticed everyone's quitting cigs. Like, well, nicotine, Mm. a lot of vapes. But, like, dude, half my timeline is people. It must have been New Year's, like, of the trees, Mm. Tyler, the boy's on day three. He is fucking fighting the good fight. Like, the whole squad is no longer fiends, which is so sick. Yeah. So my problem with it is that, like, it's not necessarily all the nicotine because I've definitely been able to use the vape or whatever and, like, nicotine makes sense. But it's, the it's like, the void it put in my life. Like, having a cigarette after you eat a big meal or, oh. like, if you are in a meeting or something and you want to go out. It's, like, like punctuation yeah. to your life or something. Totally. Like punctual points. Well, and, it, like, it shows I still, like, literally need to go stand somewhere else every, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll just literally walk somewhere and just be like, mm-hmm. yeah. hey, like, that part is still exists. I do miss yeah. a nice ciggy after a big-ass, like, giant, unhealthy piece of shit meal. But yeah. I can also walk up the stairs now. So that's 
That's dope. Yeah, you probably look you probably look crazy like after a big meal or a meeting, just standing outside and like staring into traffic. <laughs> breathing really heavy, just fucking sweat. Sweats just like I think meat sweats came up on our last last chat. Whoa. Here. Kitty. Look at this. Hell yeah, boys. Let's go. Oh dude. Yeah. Dude's shirt is like sending me. Yeah, For those listening old. at home, Matt's cat has a little Hawaiian shirt on it. Yeah, it says, uh, chill out. Nice. Okay, bye, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's old. He has to wear a shirt now. Right. I hope when I get Ooh, old, sorry I about can that. wear a shirt, too. <laughs> dude, I bet you can wear a shirt anytime, anywhere, bro. Don't let anyone tell you different. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet you I, should. I actually uh, don't wear a shirt only when I'm taking a shower. Every other time of the day, I have a shirt on. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I try and not wear shirts in restaurants, but they're haters, dog. <laughs> Absolute a... haters. No, I just have like mad body dysmorphia. So I'm like, I don't want to fucking see that shit and neither does anyone else. Fuck that. And just always wear a shirt about it. And Dude, it's a, a reasonable I, response I, to hey, that emotion. Fuck working through I that. I think that's <laughs> completely reasonable. Like I, I think people that people with body dysmorphia, like, they shouldn't have it. Like everyone is beautiful, but I'm also still pro wearing a shirt in public. Mm. Like everyone's beautiful, but like if you're in the grocery store, please keep your shirt on. If your body dysmorphia is preventing you from getting kicked out of Chili's, <laughs> what's the what's the, like conundrum there? I know. Yeah, you're right. You know, know your worth. My, my body dysmorphia honestly has probably saved me. <laughs> if it wasn't for my body dysmorphia, I would have been kicked jail. out of every Chili's. <laughs> Yo, I, I want to say when I was spin. still drinking, I got kicked out of a Perkins in North Dakota for trying to order a goat stick omelet. And they were like, we don't have that. And I was like, give me a fucking goat stick omelet. <laughs> now, I need to know, like, was this immediate? Like, you said goat stick and they were like, nah, 86. Or did you, like, you had to pry? It, it was like three goat stick omelet requests. Hey, and then they were like, okay. yeah. like yeah. dude, that's some shit we would come up with as a joke for sure. <laughs> It'd be crazy if you just said goat stick and they just, like, fucking headlocked, hoisted you out immediately. Yeah, I, I wanted to, like, <laughs> print these things on shirts and I probably still will. Um, Please do. Yeah, I will. Yeah, but like, uh, I want to take like the Kia logo and then underneath it just write ketamine in ass. I think like <laughs> every wolf would rip this shirt. I mean, even as someone who doesn't put ketamine in my ass, I would absolutely wear that shirt. Never put. You know who would make that ass. shirt is um, what's his name? Super Silius. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, that's lock in, lock in. King. Is that his? Is that his? The first <laughs> yeah. I oh, bought, no I bought one superstitious shirt. Guy? It was Larry David, and it just said like "pretty, pretty, pretty lights." <laughs> Banger. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> that guy is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, handsome is the devil, smart is the Dickens. <laughs> when I met him, when I met him, we were playing in New York, and he played like um, he played "Florn" by Culprate, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then yep. we got like we started talking after a set, and he's like so into that weird like extended ambient like sound design project stuff that he was saying his live sets consisted of like like 10 or 12 songs just because they're all like seven yeah minutes. yeah totally yeah. just plays out these huge progressive things absolutely dude yeah. and he plays super weird time signatures too he's like he's someone i look as far as like i look up to in a sense where like i hope to be that like adamant about being weird because i feel like it's very easy to just fall back into normality when you're afraid yeah. mm-hmm. and rob does not he keeps it real 100 percent of the time yeah totally yeah totally i i think you should be more adamant about um 
staying normal because you've done some pretty look, good shit naturally, I'd say. Look, I'm keeping my shirt on, pal, all right? You yeah, exactly. Watch yourself. What more can you ask for? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm doing a terrible job at uh, leading this podcast. You guys have too much. Uh, Dude, there's bio. nothing you could have done to prepare for this. I'm sorry. It's a good point, like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you guys talk for two seconds. I gotta get a. I gotta get a vape pod. Uh, I kind of want to make a coffee. Okay. Do you guys mind if I make a coffee and come back? Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna go pee. All, right. All right, cool. Let's take a break. Bye. For a minute. Gino, can you still hear me? No. Quit scratching your armpit. Hey, 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 hey. Wait, Belgo. Oh my god, did I ruin the whole podcast? Bro, he literally just got fucking raptured. <laughs> He got so him. angry and left. He said something about goat dicks and a Perkins employee came in and just choked <laughs> him. The fuck out. Dude, that's genuinely so funny. That's something we would come I up with like, as a joke. I feel like you and me are like unhinged, like in closed doors and silly. And Bill is like quiet, but real life yeah. unhinged. That's like yeah, gold. He's actually <laughs> Honestly, gold. Yeah, we would get really, you got mad at me for trying to get iced tea at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I know, like, and Bill's over here like, give me a goat dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, king absolute king come here baby also what is a goat stick omelet that's like some for sure australian shit yeah it's probably like kangaroo tail it's yeah. probably like a cigarette they're like oh mate can i get a goat stick omelet and he's like no also, smoke out, bro calling a tail a stick is wild <laughs> that is it's like, that stick talk that stick you talk. don't you don't have guns in australia <laughs> look at this like holy cat see well that's the thing like they have guns, they just have large hunting rifles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like muskets. Yeah, no, like old style muskets that come with like kerneled mustard, like safari hats. Like that's <laughs> the law in Australia. If you buy a gun, you get one single bullet, and you also have to wear the hat. <laughs> and you're you can legally kill anybody you want. If you <laughs> yeah, the shot. Yeah, exactly. But they can't because they're too drunk on big old Fosters. Probably. Oh, it's you're in the Discord. You're in V's Discord. Oh, that's V's. V runs that shit, yeah. dog. Yeah, V runs that shit. The one I literally never use because I have my notifications turned off. I know. And then we uh, we randomly talked about you, and you like woke up and started talking about yourself, and then left. <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> I, could feel, I could feel it in my plums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a little tingle down in my plums. Do you oh, have yeah. toxoplasmosis? Oh, easy. Sorry, what easy. is that? A- <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's this thing called toxoplasmosis, and uh, I want to say rats are generally the ones who get it the most, and they get it from cat shit. And once they get it, it, like, uh, reduces their fear receptor shit in their brain, and therefore they're less scared to go near cats, and then cats are able to kill the rats like way easier so it's like some, oh, that's crazy yeah it's crazy Brother, and, and uh, I'm i think like a that. lot of people as well like are able to get this and if you like love cats extreme amounts then it's potential that you that you have that's it. probably what i'm not gonna lie that's probably what happened to me i have lie. never in my entire life since the day i was born not had a cat in my house so yeah, absolutely me, me too absolutely yeah, so, <laughs> we probably are so we all got cat shit sickness yeah. What do you Dude, do? I wish that would happen to my shit. Um, I wish oh. people could. <laughs> it just like Little? makes people way less scared of you and comes to all your sets and shit. Yeah, they're like, yo, well, you need to so go to the bathroom soon, dude. You have to look at it as like the Dunning-Kruger arc. Like, this is the amount of fear when shit's involved, but then with enough shit, <laughs> you're sinking down here. 
<laughs> um, and little little known fact, not a lot of people know about that song. Down with the sickness is about him getting addicted to cat shit. Yeah, like, so he's going. Oh, wow. That's him gagging because of the cat shit. But then he opens up <laughs> and lets the hate flow into him. Oh, or cat shut shit. up, man. Have you said anything true in your entire life? It depends. Who's asking? <laughs> yeah, the CIA. You brought a cop. <laughs> hey, Bill. What's up? You guys had a little debate for us here. Okay. What are the gun laws in Australia? So there was this um, real big shooting in 1996, and then Australia was like, no more guns, and took them all away. Dope. Oh, sick. Dope. Okay. So is there large muskets <laughs> for hunting? Yeah, let me let me find it. Oh, that's the that's the the. I remember hearing about this because I feel like it set a precedent for like the whole like you literally can take the guns away and everything's fine, which people don't believe, but it literally worked. Yeah. So after a 1996 firearm massacre in Tasmania, in which 35 people died, Australian governments Ooh. united to remove semi-automatic and pump-action shotguns and rifles from civilian possession as a key component of gun law reforms. So wow, and I love, it I love how they confiscated how none of those six hundred and fifty thousand guns. Holy Crazy. shit! Yeah, I love how none of those stated fully automatic weapons. Like an AK is totally cool, but just <laughs> yeah. shotguns and like well, pistols. Like if you're gonna um, do the job, do it properly. I actually read a very interesting article about uh, an emu massacre in Australia, yes. where apparently they let emus just fucking breed and breed and breed until they were like such a problem. It was destroying the agricultural economy. Yeah, this was Is this true. The, yeah, the Great Emu War. Um, it was <laughs> yes. A, <laughs> yeah. So it was in 1932. Uh, and basically emus were just uh, destroying all the crops. And yeah. Typical. That's pretty Typical. much what happened. Do you know yeah. about there's this fucking bird that I found the other day from Japan? Uh, it's like chicken? A, basically no, it's not the chicken. It's um, <clears throat> shit. Sorry, what is I'm this on, bird? On. It's huge, man. And it, oh, this thing. It's um, the shoe bill. Have you ever seen the shoe? Oh, bill? the fucking oh, demon shoe bill scared the fuck out of yeah. me. Yeah, dude, the one that literally looks like the Benadryl hat man. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, but it, it so does here's this the crazy thing. thing I found like, out. Uh, it, it, cocks its head back and then its uh, beak just goes like yeah like a, oh yeah sounds oh, like an oscillator because it's like hitting I found out else. about shoe bills I found out about them like a year ago which means there's a possibility for me and many other people that they like, could have been traveling wherever they're from and like run into one in nature <laughs> could you imagine that oh, I would I would kill God. myself that would change yeah. the trajectory of my life yeah instantly would just I'd fucking send it right there absolutely you try and explain it to your friends at home and they're like yeah there was a six foot bird that you ran into it's like when you see people... like the first gnarly enemy in a video game you're like what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> exactly there's people who have like been like institutionalized for psychosis but it turns out they literally just saw a shoe bill <laughs> and no one believed them <clears throat> like i'm telling you man <laughs> it's basically a dinosaur they really are i basically. feel like that's got to be pretty much a dinosaur right like that's that's it's, it's the closest it's close thing yeah is, is it actually the closest thing to a dinosaur no i that came to me in a prophetic vision oh gotcha okay yeah he uh, was on the severe and he thought <laughs> He thought he said, "Look, I know about these yeah, dinosaurs. I'm off the severe." I see the shoe the bill. It's a large, long-legged wading bird, and ah. it lives in tropical East Africa, um, in large swamps from South Sudan to Zambia. So, uh, is Japan in East Africa? <clears throat> no, don't think so. so. Okay, <laughs> all right, just checking. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it turns out I was wrong about that other piece of information. <laughs> we, forgive people you. Confused we forgive you. <laughs> cool, thanks, man. Um, Appreciate it. If you're listening at home, look up the Shoeville Stork. I promise you it's worth it. It's. I mean, open a private browser first because you don't want to be yeah. seen doing that look up, shit. Uh, look up R34 Shoeville Stork. <laughs> Sick. Cannibal mice in Australia followed by a snake plague. Sounds like Ooh. nothing has changed. I was literally just going to talk about plagues, so please go ahead. Okay, I actually kind of want to talk about plagues after because I just learned a couple facts about them. But the thing I was going to say is we are the only provincial region in the world that has successfully eradicated rats. That is insane. And wait, yeah. in all of Canada or just Calgary? The world. The world. That- uh, oh. So, oh, so Alberta, like the oh, our, okay. our state province. That is insane. Yeah, if you look at like the world rat man, we're the only place in the world to have eradicated oh. them. So like, there was a fucking eyes on the rat man. I think baby. it was. Um, <laughs> I want to say it was like, yeah, a rat problem or something in Australia. And then they introduced a snake to try and get rid of all the rats. And then it just became a giant snake oh. problem. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and I feel like problems. this, it keeps going on because they like introduce mongoose to get rid of the snake. Yeah, and yeah. then they have to introduce coyotes <laughs> to get rid of the mongoose. And then, yeah. And then, like, and then the bears, they'll just die in winter. <laughs> and then they took our guns. <laughs> yep. That's really why Australia yeah. is uh, so dangerous because they took away everyone's guns to kill the things. <laughs> It's dangerous because no one's <laughs> armed to the right. team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, now you have to deal with fucking shoe wheel start. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's Japan, brother. Um, yeah, and see, I discovered in Colorado that we have rats because I put out a bird feeder and was looking at these beautiful birds and it drew three fucking huge ass rats and they would just eat oh, the no. bird seed off the ground and we had to get rid of it every time we put a bird feeder up we get rats for some reason so have you seen a rat in new york uh yeah no i've heard tales though dude they're fucking they're large it's the like they have so much food over there like people yeah. so many people drop them waste and shit I saw a rat in Chicago that like it was probably like 30 yards away and it ran across an alleyway with a light on it and it looked like a small dog. Sorry, was somebody shining a light on it? What do you mean? No, there's like a, a light. It's like a spotlight? It, yeah, spotlight <laughs> for like we were in an alleyway behind a venue. So there was just a distant light. It looked like very yeah. like liminal spaces type shit. And yeah, this Can rat I see just, something? Absolutely. Did, did you have pretty severe allergies before, like 30 minutes before that happened? Or Oh, I was on a lot of Benadryl. Okay. No allergies. No gene. It was just regular good old fashioned lights, good old fashioned rats. (laughs) Just a vanilla rat light experience, okay? (laughs) I'm just talking old fashioned rats. That's not gonna gonna brand my AV tour. (laughs) Vanilla rats. Yeah, how are you doing your AV tour, by the way? Um, I'll just be triggering Ableton to Resolume, so I'll make audio reactive visuals and After Effects, like mostly uh, motion graphic stuff, and then yeah, trigger it out of Ableton. Strobes. Strobes. Yeah, it is most of my yeah the visual clips I've done so far for songs are literally just like <clears throat> sixty FPS white and black strobes. Yeah, so I've been trying to get my monitor to run at four K, one hundred and twenty hertz now for about a week or two and that's why i made that reference before about returning hdmi cables to amazon it turns out it's really mm. fucking hard to get a, a monitor to run at 120 hertz refresh rate uh at 4k what else do you have to do <clears throat> you just so have to get just be plug and play no you have to get the perfect cable it's <laughs> that's like, a fuck really dude i've bought so many cables that claim to be able to do 120 hertz at 4k and then started reading on forums and apparently this is a problem that everyone has they're like oh yeah no it's like you just got to find the perfect combination of like graphics card output and monitor 
and cable. And once you start like buying with... these like 8K uh, 60 hertz cables and shit, they're directional. Like you can only plug the cable in one way and stuff. And I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a real sus. And also I have my computer outside my room now. You can see that cable run going into the wall back there. So my cable is also like 30 something feet. And over that amount oh, of distance. Oh, that's a son get, of a gun, dude. Yeah. Over that much distance, you get like a like bunch of quality loss, I guess, on video stuff. Is it like audio where like gold-plated is better <laughs> no that isn't better i don't think gold-plated it is better in audio oh oh uh, i just think about that though have, been, you can, have i been fooled if, if, if you're down bad good. you can if you're down bad you can scrape the gold off and sell it to yeah 7-eleven for cigarettes if you want absolutely, absolutely. You might as well, i've taken a couple pipes really out the wall increasing your audio quality all my audio in here now is ethernet so well and the thing is too i never actually bought them because i was a just that was a low income lad, but You're I about remember like the, the Megami ones or whatever. Yes, absolutely. Is what, yeah, those is that, is, are they are is this a TikTok side hustle? Is gold plating cables, plating gold <laughs> on the HDMI cords? <clears throat> Yo, TikTok, what's up? I got a new hustle for you. What you're gonna need gold leaf HDMI cables. <laughs> TikTok low key made me become a blacksmith. Yeah. It's I such a cool don't even hustle. think I have a TikTok account, but some of the funniest shit I've seen recently has been on TikTok. There was this uh, one meme, dude. Describing memes is never a good idea, but like, <laughs> yeah, do it, lay it on us, baby. All right, right, right. It was just this dude. He was just like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm not even gonna try. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, well, Let's just forget it even happened. Hold on, don't don't leave us. <laughs> nah, man, I can't. See, I can't. the trick is you just start quoting Step Brothers. It'll get you out of any yeah. situation. I don't know what I'm doing with my hands. See? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. You know, oh, you're too young for that. Just barrel came rolled out, out of that one. <laughs> came out many years. Yeah, it came out many years before you were born. How old do you think? Just ballpark. How old do you think I old? How old do you think I am? 14. That's true. Okay, damn it. God, fucking God. This is an 18 plus podcast, buddy. Wait, what's the legal <laughs> yeah. age for doing shit in Canada? It's 18, right? For doing shit. Yeah, just, like, Bro, just shit. doing shit. You know? like, just just standard shit. Yeah, regular. Uh, what age do they let you out of the house? Like legal podcast age? Yeah. No, you can do you can do um I think alcohol and cigarettes are eighteen and then weed is like nineteen or something. It's pretty okay, So it's basically what? the same as Australia, except Australia just doesn't do weed at all. Yeah. Um We're the we're the youngest province though, everywhere else. It's like nineteen or twenty. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I guess I wonder why it's 21 here. It's kind of weird. It's like you can do well, some weird shit here at 18, but not 21. After I quit smoking, oh, maybe it was three years ago, but they changed the purchasing cigarette age to 21, which if I was in high uh, school and that happened and I was about to be able to get cigs and they turned it up on me, I would turn up on them. Jokes yeah. on them. Ah. Dude, when I, when I first started touring, I had this like, because I was, I think I was 19 or 20 when I started touring the States and I had yes. like a, a thing where I would almost get kicked out of my own shows, like fucking every third show. They would like some of the bouncers ID you if you're going in the green room, oh. and then I fucking like I would get. They would try and kick me out, and I'm like, I'm playing in an hour. Like I don't know what to. Do I for you. have been <laughs> snuck into my own shows before. Like literally, yeah. I played. I played a casino when I was 17, and casinos not only do they not like underage kids, they don't like people who are under 21. So I was under 18. They're like, absolutely not, and it was bass heavy and fucking. Like in uh, Tahoe and the California side, this was like I was still in high school then. And like, yeah, they had to sneak me in the venue and like 
literally like put a big like like coat on me and like walk me in and they let me play <laughs> like, my set wait you mean like a trench coat with two people <laughs> not quite, like, like, a big hoodie, like a big like yeah. try not to look like a boy type thing and yeah, yeah they i played my set because i was opening and i had to immediately leave and the promoter felt really yeah. bad because he booked me off soundcloud and he was like i thought you were 25 and i was like baby i'm yeah, 17 years old <laughs> Um, that, so, happened, that happened with me with um, when I played with Sander in Portland in 2019. The promoter found out while I was in the green room. He's like, A, A, get out. B, you can like come back five minutes before your set. And then when I got off stage, I like packed up my laptop and he escorted me to the front door. That's I was like, so dope. serious? Yeah. That's big celebrity treatment, my guy. People pay for yeah, that. For, yeah, exactly. He was my security. Yeah, you probably like, Damn, looked a lot more important, right, because of that. Yeah. If I saw that, I would have been like, holy shit. That guy's true, yeah, that's kind of a flex. Like, he just came in here and got paid to do that, and now he's getting escorted. <laughs> I'd be like, he's got K in his ass. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> what are you doing these days uh, musically, Matt? I am back on the banjo. Back on the banjo. Absolutely cool. not true. I am, well, I You got FL Studio noticed- 21 yet? absolutely not aren't you on you're on fl12 i'm on 11 my man oh god they're up to like 20 something are they not they're up to 22 if i remember correctly i wouldn't know because i don't use them yes it's 2021 um why why don't you use the you couldn't make future base if you tried um okay you fucking take that back because i have and i'll send (laughs) it to you and it's also doesn't doesn't image line give you free updates for life like you buy it once and then you have you have it forever and they, uh, you can. Yeah, yeah. Think about what the you fuck is said going on here. Buy it once. Yeah. Do you have like those attachment issues that makes your sex really good? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm I go in demon mode. I take 15 Benadryl. No, but first of all, backtrack. Um, just... I'm making some sad ass beats on FL11 because I like <sighs> the timbre it offers with the limiter. Okay, it offers a nice old tone. Yo, lately yeah. I haven't even been using limiters or clippers. I've just been really? nothing. Yeah. What? And I, this is specifically why I wanted Daddy Kev on here because I wanted to tell him about yeah. my sick trick, which is literally just like clip the fuck out of the master red and just render it. Oh, dude. <laughs> I have t- I literally said this to Kev. I'm like, I clip every angry. kick. Well, and the thing is, between the three of us, we probably have, well, I don't know about you, Bill, but between me and Gino, we probably have an 80th of the knowledge that Kev has. Like, me and Gina are good old-fashioned, like, throw four limiters on that bitch type guy. Yeah. Right. Dude, and you know what's funny is I think the general public looks at us three as the type of people to never hit the limiter. Like, never even get close. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I'm slamming that shit. Uh, little I don't industry even use secret. The, the reason why... Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, um, the reason why I, I stopped using it, well, I started using clippers for a long time. And basically, obviously, what that's doing is just chopping the tops off, right? And yeah. my theory was like, yeah, sure, this is like pretty destructive, but it's kind of less tonally destructive, I feel like, than putting a compressor or a limiter on because that's like time based. You know, it's like it does, mm-hmm. it takes a while yeah. to do the thing and then takes a while to do the thing again and then leaves the thing alone. Whereas with a clipper, no time to do the thing. It's just like, bam, bam, bam. Like it's just chopping all the tops off and, and that's it. And then I realized yeah, Ableton right. just has a built in clipper, like just on the master anyway. And at plus six or what? Just if you set the Ableton master to zero dB, like it normally is by default. And then just render it out. Just to obviously turn normalization off. <clears throat> um, it just yeah chops chops the tops off nice and cleanly. And personally, I think that it sounds a little punchier and less destroyed 
than using a limiter. You're fucking kidding me. That's that's crazy. I had no way. Yeah, I've been going back to like all my mind. own tracks now, like all my old shit. I'm listening to it again and being like, fuck, it, it does sound softer. Like, doesn't have that, wow. that snappy front end on the kicks and snaps. I had no idea. I Gino's, mean, if you're setting it off for mastering, that's probably not that good. But Gino's loud well, ass music better, right? just got you so don't much louder. Have, like, the limiters and compressors and all that shit on for mastering anyway. You want the mastering? Yeah, yeah but if if it's if it's going through a default clipper after, I feel like it's just gonna like because I feel like with mastering you need like 0.3 of headroom by minimum, even if you're turning everything down. Well, if you so send like it a 32 bit, they can create as much headroom as they want. Oh yeah, I, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Well, and like the thing with Daddy Kev's masters and shit, like because I at this point in my like I pretty and it's not really. I mean, it started not by choice, but now it is by choice. Where like almost everything I do gets mastered by him, just because I go through labels to use him and shit. And like his masters, I can play live next to tracks mastered by other people, and they stand up completely fine. But they literally seem more dynamically sound. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's just yeah, kind of I like that. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah it's just it's they got the got the curves. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I um, I didn't think, I didn't think that like, I thought maybe if you exported like a non-clipped master, that eventually it would just be like so clipped that if you uploaded it to a DSP, that SoundCloud would clip it with their built compressors yeah. or whatever. Oh, Twitter's so got some just be- dope clipping. Dude, you know what? I've opened a couple of Twitter clips where I'm like, this sounds so good, and mm-hmm. then I'll let it buffer, and it's, like, really mid. Like, yeah. I thought, like, I'll be like, this 808 sounds unreal, and then fucking, like, it'll render, and it's actually just the normal 808. Mm. Well, and the I've literally done, like, I, back in the day, like, in order to get dope clipping, I would just run shit. I essentially would clip something on the master channel super hard and just record the actual audio from the master and then layer it over. It's like, I would just clip a sub bass. So it'd be so fucking saturated and then just record that and layer it over the sub. But that was when I was using audacity. Like this is bad. <laughs> Sorry, you made beats at audacity. Absolutely. I did. That's right. No I started. You got to send me some of those. They don't exist, man. Those are gone. Uh, damn. Yo, Gino, I think you would really like the polyon tracker. Have you ever used one? No, what is it? It's this uh, device that I borrowed recently off Ben Jordan. Um, and he was like, you probably like this. Uh, and it's fucking sick. It looks basically like this. This one is not, this is the play. This isn't the tracker. But it's basically something like this. But everything runs like downwards, you know? Uh, right. And have you ever used a tracker before? No, no, I'm unfamiliar. So the way it works is per step, you can. Uh, add an effect per step uh, and you can like change the note per step and you can change the instrument per step as well. So it's like, if you imagine like one MIDI channel in Ableton where mm. each MIDI note can be a different instrument with a different effect with different settings on right. it. That's pretty Basically much Basically br- break chord generated. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever used Effectrix? Yeah, it's basically that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> I got Effectrix again. I hadn't used it in a super long time. And then Okay, so fucking goddamn it, who was it? Kill the noise. Kill the noise posted a picture on Twitter of Effectrix. He said like dusting this old thing off, and Tyler commented on. He says that looks like some shit Matt would use, and like I was like literally, I had it <laughs> yeah, open. I, remember I had it open. In front of me. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> if you're into Effectrix, like check out Infiltrator by Devious Machines. Ooh. Okay, absolutely. Well. I love old, really out of date plugins that don't oh, that no, aren't very user a, friendly. This is like the new update. Oh, 
version of Effectrix. but better. Yeah, it's Effectrix with a bunch of cool spectral shit in it. Oh shit! Hey, okay. though, what was that? Uh, what was that rave tone generator thing you were telling me about? It's called Rave Generator Two. Oh, yeah, Gino, mm-hmm. I've showed this to you. It's literally <laughs> like I think it's kind of a sampler. It's mostly just rave like stabs and vocals and shit. Yeah, yeah and yeah, there's like right. a time. It's really dope. It's free. I'm gonna get that right now. Actually, it's I don't know why. Very also, oh, bro. Um, whilst you're at it, type in Digitalis Aberrant DSP and check that one out too. I showed none that. of those words were in the Bible. No, they're, they're not. I got told at rehab that Bible was an acronym for basic instructions before leaving Earth. Okay. That's not true, is it? Okay. I don't think so. No. People <laughs> it was told, just be it was told to me up. by someone who didn't seem extremely like he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. People who say words are acronyms without evidence are absolute demons. And that's in the Bible. Yeah, no, no, I read that. MBU. Now, what I usually do in the Bible, uh, I think it's funny. I told this to some people, they're like, that's not funny. Is I'll like open Probably the Bible. Funny. It's hilarious. Uh, I open the Bible to like, uh, you know, in, you go into a hotel, you see the Bible at the front. It's like, are you struggling with addiction? Are you struggling with anger issues? Are you struggling with blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And for each of them, it's got like a page. So with the one that says addiction, it's like, you know, you struggling with addiction, go to like John three, whatever. So I'll go to that one. And then like real <laughs> tiny, like you can barely see it in the top corner. I'll just write your drugo. You fucking <laughs> drugo. So, I, yeah. see- Damn, I haven't read a hotel. I don't think I've just opened hotel Bibles. I didn't know there was like chapters. For, yeah, man, oh, for I'll be problem. like, do you need this problem solved? Go to this page and read this shit. But I read the one okay. on addiction while I was like real heavy in it. And I was like, so that help you drug out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I my funky ass is smoked weed uh, with Bible paper. Because it works, truthfully. Oh my god! Yeah, work. I used to do that. I used it's, to do that when I was. It's like movies. I didn't even mean it in any sort of like cool religious civil disobedience. I literally just needed a vessel for weed. Yeah, you know. What I was I like, do? well, this. Will I should thin. get. I should get my my editor to like edit up just a reel or like a YouTube short of just this section where we're talking about smoking weed with Bible paper, and then create a lookalike <laughs> audience on Facebook that is just Hillsong people, and just slam it with marketing. <laughs> This is the future the liberals want. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's an incredibly reasonable thing to do, guys. Oh, absolutely. Circling back to the cigarette thing, because I I feel like I never answered the question. What do you... Okay, yeah, so you're like standing outside if that void is in your life. What At this point, now that you're like four, five months into it, if I'm not mistaken, um, what do you find that that urge is still like pretty there or is it like almost entirely removed you are you talking to me yes about okay. cigarettes specifically okay i am i'm like a year i'm like a year and a half out of cigs i'm double okay. what you thought. Okay. but yeah you see this no um yeah. i literally because the thing is what i found that i enjoyed about going outside smoking cig was usually just having a cut i have met so many friends through cigarettes just like offering someone a cigarette bumming a cigarette asking for a lighter like it's a social interaction, and for the most yeah. part, it's just a reason to like talk to someone. But, but here's like, the thing, it yeah. looks here's desperately thing, lonely. Is you can but, absolutely you know. have a social interaction without smoking a cigarette. Mm. Totally. Mm. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, with that. I think if you're in the smoke pit doing whatever, you well, and that's yeah, that's why I've transitioned into that because I was like, I miss that, and I was like, I really just miss 
hanging out with human beings. It's not the actual totally. cigarette. So it's it's one yeah. of those insidious things that you'll tell yourself to do it again, though. You know, and I I find that with like a bunch of substances that I quit in the past, I'm like, oh yeah, but it really like cures my stress. And it's like, yeah, but I can <laughs> yeah. probably meditate more and like you know maybe go for a walk and <laughs> all sorts of yeah. shit. Maybe eat a little better, like all this kind of shit. But so, how bad is it? Would you say the urges? Because obviously, when you're like a month into it, you're like, "Fuck!" Like, oh. what, it would be so nice to have a cigarette. Is that all? Like, is that entirely removed from your brain a year yeah, and a half? In, like, it- literally, it's so crazy. Um, it's pretty much completely gone. I will get like a lightning flash out of nowhere sometimes. I'm like, "God damn, I want a fucking cigarette so, really yeah. bad." Because like, and I think that never sure. goes away. I think that is always right. there. No, but dude. like now, I literally am happens. seven years in. And at rehab, people doing nothing but smoking cigarettes. Like literally, they just oh, yeah. stand outside chaffing yeah. cigarettes on the astroturf. And I, I didn't get a craving to have one once. Like I just I smell them now. And I'm like, fuck, that's gross. Yeah. See, and I still don't have. Maybe I'm just not deep enough because I still think tobacco smells nice. I like the smell. Um, and because at first I couldn't be around him. Now I can absolutely just stand next to someone who's smoking a cigarette and be fine. But yeah, I'd say like out of a single year, I'll get like three minutes in total of cravings now. And I feel like as time goes on, like it'll probably decrease. But the thing is like, don't take this in a bad way, but like my mom and dad started smoking after quitting for like 18 years once. Just fucking pick up smoking. I was a fucking shithead teenager, understandably so. But as they say, you know, uh, just you're a, what is it? Um, you haven't relapsed you you yet. And then they say <laughs> yet is another acronym for you're eligible to. Yet actually stands <laughs> for Yadamine. I low-key, I low-key want to just like shoot the shit with Bill's rehab acronym guy. Yeah. This guy's making up some crazy shit. It turns out Bill's he, talking about the designer who started the clothing company acronym. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. No, he, he had some real good sayings, honestly. He was like, one of his sayings was, normal is just a cycle on a washing machine. thought that was a pretty good one. It's like, that's Damn. A good one, Denial is not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> that, was from, that was from the movie The New Guy when he goes to the school psychiatrist. This is another thing that he used to oh, that he used to say. He's probably still saying it today. He's like, uh, a functioning alcoholic is like a quadriplegic lap dancer. And I was like, what does that mean, David? And he was like, doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, ableist. Second of all, it truly probably does not exist at all. Go to give yeah, it to him. Yeah, I don't know. Point. <laughs> if, if I knew rehab was that fun, I'd get addicted to drugs. But You could go without being addicted to drugs. Um, there was, <laughs> I feel like there was something in a movie somewhere where someone faked being an alcoholic just to go to AA to like have human interaction. So there's people who live yeah. in there, man. There's some people in there who are in there for 18 months and I'm like, why are you still here? Like you're, you're obviously over the drug thing. And they're like, oh, I just don't have a home. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And I mean, understandable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, how, well, and there's a lot of people in the there also at- for, that, that, that were there for mental health stuff too, like depression and you know stuff like that. Right. Was the one you were at, like, pretty nice? Was it, like, no. spa level? Dog shit. No, it was just, Absolute like, a fucking... Shit. Okay, yeah. yeah. I feel like the really was... nice ones are literally for, like, celebrities' children and shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you, yeah. Yeah, basically, I, I was in the Bible Belt in Florida, so I was also just, like, getting all the Christianity thrown at me. It was crazy. Oof. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they're basically like, you have to find God, you have to get the higher power and shit, and I was like, I just don't know. I'm having trouble with that one. Like, oh, I just... And I know people who have made it through AA without a higher power, so, you well, know, I you, think it's just I, a In my opinion, of... you always find a higher power, but that higher power, in my opinion, is just fucking working, man. Like, it's working, yeah. and... 
just trying to get tasks and shit done and I have to like stay concentrated on some task that's like more important than everything else. Oh, right. yeah. I'm a firm believer that like I think this is like I'm probably paraphrasing and really far off, but it was either like Buddhism or Taoism where they're like they're discussing how like work will bring you closer to God and like sometimes the deepest meditation can just be like mopping the kitchen floor and like shit yeah, like wait, that. Like wait, do you know that that meme where it's like the FBI agent typing on a laptop? <laughs> Um, okay. All right. Here we go. Now's your chance to explain a meme. <laughs> explain. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I very much so will. It's like it's like if a Fed. It sounds like a Fed made a tweet. It'll, it'll like quote tweet it with like a FBI agent on a laptop. It's like basically the capitalism mind state of working more. Oh, be your higher power, dude. I yeah, literally. Basically, yeah. Fucking... yeah, my higher power is capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yesterday I tried to go on this like three minute rant about homelessness on my Instagram story. And I realized the filter I was using had fucking audio over it. So it skipped the entire thing. But one of the things I was ranting about is how like in high school and elementary school, they push like technical skills nowadays because they're like, it's a good alternative to book learning. And it's like, you're literally trying to like craft workers. Yeah. which is a little <laughs> demonic yeah. but it's also not like they yeah. weren't trying to do that before just in a different yeah way. exactly exactly because i remember for some reason i don't know if it was just here but i remember being in elementary school there was a big push for more technical like in high school they didn't have shop and auto body class and then by the time i got to high school they had those and i was like oh this is preparing people for the workforce and then i was like oh this is preparing people for the workforce for the workforce okay. <laughs> that's funny as shit yeah they love saying the workforce jokes on them i'm not going to cave yeah i've been really into uh this author <laughs> you're in you books uh it went, uh sometimes depending you know depending on you, Gina, how much books? benadryl i'm on <laughs> I'll read it. I, I started but there's this author, books Aaron again. Good. Cool. Good go books. On, go on to, oh, fuck you. you get, you're naming random first and last names, so you're making it seem like you read books. Don't lie to us. <laughs> no, he's just you trying to call Aaron you out Smith. on not reading books. He's like, I read books by... Okay, no. Okay, can we just get into that S for a second? Because truly, I didn't, I didn't read books for like a decade, and now I'm doing it again. Yeah, me either. I need to oh, break books same. up into yeah. tweet-sized bites. Yeah, yeah exactly. I absolutely didn't read for many years, and... I like I got back into reading by starting with really basic level books. Like I read Holes like five years ago, and I was like, that was good. So I started reading other like like Into the Wild, and just like I feel like it's a muscle you have to like start small. And now that yeah. I'm not completely fucking stupid, I can read actual books, which is cool. Yeah, I know. I still now that I'm getting back into it, I do the thing where I'll graze the text and I'll read like a full page, and none of it's getting into my head. Like I'll just be like reading the words, sounding them out, and not like comprehending. Like I'll think about something else. Yeah, it, it, when you first start reading, for sure, it feels like such a grind. You're like, fuck, I have to like invest a hundred billion percent of my energy to go like, the man went. Yeah, still you like, I can't remember this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it feels. Because yeah, yeah. yeah well, same shit. It's part? like I would constantly. I feel like I don't know if it's ADD or whatever the fuck it is, but like, yeah, you read, you're like blah blah, blah and you're like, fuck, what the first bit? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I feel like that's like that's how I flexed on my ADD because that's pretty much what I chalked up to being unable to like spend any time reading because I could read fine. I just couldn't do it for more than four minutes at a time. But after a while, it's just like I feel like it is slightly like meditation where you learn to just shut off your brain for a bit and you can do that through reading. 
but like I've been reading books about like the deep state and shit. So it's like the opposite. It's like turning my brain into like static demon mode, which is dope. That's also cool. But yeah, to, to be fair, that problem that I was just talking about that I have where I read to the end of a sentence and then can't remember what they said at the start and don't get the point or whatever also happens when I'm listening to audio. It's just that the audio doesn't stop and therefore mm-hmm. it like finally gets to a point where I'm like, oh, no, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but it's like I just kind of like, what the fuck, yeah. what the fuck, what the fuck? And then I'm like, boom, I get it. Oh, so, yeah. And that's it, I why like I always it. thought audiobooks were kind of like working better for me. But it turns out I just need to like keep reading. And even if I'm not getting it, instead of going like, I don't get it yet. And like regressing back to the start of the page, just keep forcing the words into my fucking eyes. And then I'm like, oh, no, it makes sense. And I like both. There's some books that are too dry for me to read, but I can like listen to the audiobook version of mm. like political books. I often find just like so drab to actually read with my eyes. But like I can read like fucking Lord of the Rings books and shit. But like, yeah, anything that is like either historical or about like current events, I usually prefer to listen to it. Mm. But yeah, well, that's just because big word, big word, make Brango burr. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm reading Kev's uh, compression book right now. And I'm mm. just like, I like we'll read one sentence and then like Google search how like a tube and a tube compressor works for like the next hour. <laughs> it's impossible to process. Yeah, man, that's cool. I need to read that book. I haven't read an audio based book in a while. Actually, I feel like YouTube has just replaced that for me. It's the it's the only books I'll read now because I just like don't even if it's fiction and it's like kind of like a cliffhanger ish. I, I still can't like get myself to put it down but i feel like with audiobooks stuff like you know his compression book and microsound by curtis rhodes you can reference it mm. and then like skip to a random page reference that try it in ableton and then like go back to the book mm. could you imagine if he like gets a, an audiobook made and it's just like very poorly compressed audio <laughs> well just it's like way too fucking quiet yeah it's like in the other room it's got these like peaks that are clipping but then it's like really quiet some spots <laughs> Quiet, uh, quiet <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, man. What else? Uh, how's how's your diet? What are you eating? Shit. Cool. Shit. Nice, dude. Uh, yeah, terrible diet. I decided that since I have done no cigarettes and weed and stuff, that I can treat myself <laughs> to garbage food. Nice. Lo and behold, that's a fucking bad idea. Now I'm addicted to garbage food. So mm, yeah, sugar is really addictive. See, it's not sugar for me; it's fat, like greasy. Yeah, things. I'm addicted pizza. to fat. I'm, I'm the exact same. I way. love pizza. I love cheeseburgers. Yeah, but that all gets converted to sugar, right? So I know how that. Uh, works. I think pretty much everything does. Yeah, exactly. I'm a salt guy, though. I'm into the salt. I, I'll take yeah. chips over candy any day. Gino eats ten fucking to snakes. Snakes. Yeah, I eat, I eat uh, some strange things. I, I was like, a, I really got into cooking over the last like two years. And I think it's probably my favorite thing to do outside of music right now. I also oh, do you bake? No, no. no but yeah, definitely far removed from baking. I think that's kind of its own thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it scares me. Yeah, I tried um, baking not too long ago. I tried to make a cheesecake and it was fucking hell and it came out like shit. Yeah, that's tricky to get it right for sure. I've made a couple of good breads, but that's about it. Oh yeah, I remember you posting making bread. I think in like twenty twenty one. Yeah, and it looks. Sick. I'm starting Bill's to bread. Right it's just a Bill's bread. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's like a really good effort to reward ratio, 
Because with baking, mm-hmm. you do shit for like 10 minutes, but then you just wait for days. So you got to be like patient. Mm-hmm. You got to want the food in like three days from now. But you really only have to do like 10 minutes of work. And that's what I, I kind of like about it. Whereas cooking, it's like you have to front load at least like an hour of time. And then. Yeah. And it's a lot of time management, which is really tricky yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It keeps like, you on like a schedule to some degree, you know, to just have mm-hmm. something and- else that you're responsible for. And I've turned to the opposite of that, where, like, instead of waiting, like, now when I stir fry, I velvet the beef first. So I, like, coat it in cornstarch. Velveting beef. So, yeah, sorry, what? So, she this is a little, a little <laughs> industry secret. Um, there's many ways to do this. The quickest way Which is to industry? Take, take, like, say you have, industry? like, a pound of beef. You cut it up and put cornstarch and water one to one ratio, just like a little bit. And mix it in with the beef, get it nice up in there, and then let it sit in the fridge for about 30 minutes. And then you pop that shit into boiling water for about one and a half, two minutes. And then you can flash fry it in a like cast iron for like 30 seconds and it's completely okay. cooked. This is sous-vine, and it's still rare. It um, no, it's like sous vide. Like, this is the way they do like beef and broccoli in Chinese restaurants. That's why it's always like so tender and shit. And it's like, it's kind of like sous vide, but it's essentially just like it removes a lot of the unnecessary and excess moisture from beef too. So like you aren't getting like a juicy ass fucking stir fry and stuff. And it's just, it's completely changed the way I like do like beef, and you can do it with chicken as well, and like a cast iron. Yeah, and it makes it so you can cook way faster and yeah. <laughs> instant instant gratification. We we did this for Thanksgiving a few years ago um, when I was still eating meat. We put an entire. I can't remember if it was a duck or a turkey. I think it was a duck um, into a sous vide, cooked the duck that way, and then just got it out and hit it with map gas to get it all crispy on the outside. <laughs> Holy shit. That is, is this pre-rehab? Uh, this is well pre-rehab, like hours and years, actually. Hours, hours <laughs> pre-rehab. This was hours before rehab. This was many hours before rehab. Your family is like, look, Bill, this was not cool. The duck was still alive, man. Yeah, dude, hours, hours before rehab, I was getting driven via car using Squanto whilst uh, crustily putting a lot of ketamine up my nose in the car as we were driving there. Like, I literally... It was yeah. just like hammering ketamine minutes before going in the door. Yeah, like you got to get as much in before you never ever do it Yeah, again. exactly. I think that's a very common rehab entry maneuver. Dude, some of the people I saw coming in there looked so bad. And most of the ones that looked incredibly bad were alcoholics, actually. Oh, yeah. That shit is uh, fucking yeah. will decimate you. Yeah, it's there crazy was a lot of opiate does, people dude. coming in, a lot of benzo people coming in and stuff. But the alcoholics looked honestly the worst for the most part. Which is like again, it's like, why is that one legal? The people yeah, coming in from no, that one look like they're literally about to die. They're like shaking. I'm addicted to addicted to charring live ducks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're addicted to ink. I'm addicted to yeah. ink. I'm addicted to ink. Favorite song. Nice. Which um, do that? you guys follow Catatonic Youth on yeah, Inst- that page on is Instagram? Really is it a meme Bill. page? Or? Bill, you got yeah, yeah, to do it. The, the, the description is all musicians are cowards, and it's just compilations of the worst, worst music you've ever heard. It's funny. It's Sometimes so there's some stuff on there. It's like so bad where I'm like, this is experimentally like kind of. Fire. <laughs> yeah, this is actually groundbreaking. <laughs> just you're gonna be yeah. on there, buddy. Like, boy, so long cool as this is like, I think, I think so. In a way that is not supposed to be good, I like it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they exactly. edit it in such a way that there's no way you could enjoy it. Right, it's like the I feel like subreddit I... crappy music. Like if you come across any of that music 
uh, organically, you're like, fuck this, this sucks. But if you come across it on our crappy music and know what you're going to get first, you're like, fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Also totally. hilarious. I feel like I know this answer for Mac because I, I feel like we share a lot of the same taste musically. But what do you listen to in your downtime, Bill? Like, what is your what is your top? Like, pull up your on repeat on Spotify or something. My on repeat. Where, how do you get into that? It, on Spotify, if you just in the search bar, type on repeat. Wait, really? I'm going to do the same thing because I didn't know about that. I mean, I know my search It's history. kind of... Okay, I got, it's kind uh, of, um, I got Tell You What I Did Last Night by Polar and Bryson, Mason by Tipper, Say What by G. Jones, Drugs from Amsterdam by Malpy, Smack Yo by Beltran, Pillow Roulette by Tipper, Matthews, Camel and Crooked, 100 Gex, Skrillex, Colombo, Ivy Lab, Knock Two, uh, Alisic. Dude, Alisic's fucking sick. Um, Shlomo, Player Dave, that kind of shit. Virtual Self. Nice. I mean, I love I'm most of the people fan, you said yeah, on he's, that. But. He's one of my favorites for sure. Nice. I love that um, on our podcast, I was like explaining the concept of hyper pop and like a hundred gex to you. And now you're, now you're about it. Well, I mean, it's a Skrillex collab, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I see what you mean. Well, see, and I find this very strange because as someone who also produces electronic music, I don't listen to like mm. a lot of like outside of Ivy Lab because <laughs> they're the greatest producers of our time. I don't listen to a lot of music hmm, of the same I mean, style yeah. of shit that often, I write. Just because like yeah. I burn myself out on it making it and then it's like so I don't often I feel like when I'm listen listening to, it. to electronic music, I feel like I'm just doing research kind of, if that makes sense. Like trying to like, yeah, know, like I get fill that. my head with everything that's you know, the forefront or whatever of the thing. And so I just feel like I'm more educated when I do it kind of. That makes sense now. And I feel like I'm so afraid of being derivative of shit that I almost don't do that out of like, I think I'll make something that sounds just like everyone else, which I think is problematic. I should just be able to listen to music and chill. Hey, you have, you but, have, you know, the, I got the fear. You have the, the blocked card. Like you have the benefit of being the person that people were derivative of <laughs> blocked. Blocked yeah and i think that's why i mean and like the, i don't think there's anything wrong with this but there was a shitload of songs there still is blocked, there that's still what is. i'm afraid of so what's your what's your on repeat um i just did that and it closed oh, the shit. app okay. and muted it so i don't <laughs> yeah but i'm gonna assume i could probably off the top guess uh it's a lot of billy woods and elucid as the duo arm and hammer it's going to be a lot of fucking rap. It's going to be Billy Woods. It's going to be Elucid. I think it's going to be Nora Jones nice. and Sinjin I think Hawk, he means. I think bunch. he means Zora um, Jones. Mohawk. Because it would be it would be fucking hilarious Zora if Nora Jones and Sinjin Hawk did Zora. Sinjin Hawk and Nora Jones. What about you, Gina? What are you going on repeat? I think I'm pretty close to Matt here. I got like uh, so I got a lot of Jimmy Edgar. I have a lot of weird ballet stuff. Um, yes. I have, yeah, I have some Bale, Ooh. Jimmy Edgar, and then like some breakcore ambient stuff, and then almost probably sorry, 70% sorry, of did you like, say breakcore ambient stuff? Um, okay, so like you know how like <laughs> <laughs> hear me out. I think yeah. it was a space. <laughs> so there's a there's a there's a spectrum, right? Like you can get into straight breakcore. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, explaining exactly. the meme. You can get into straight breakcore, and then like breakcore with pads, and then pads with less drums. Oh, I got you. So pads. yeah, 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 I yeah. See, I see. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. so some good like uh, ambient breakcore. That's a good word for it, I guess. Is like Square Pusher, Beep Street, or like some of the Flashbulb stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, like even Apex Ooh. One has like straight yeah. ambient stuff <clears throat> yeah. and then straight breakcore stuff. It's basically it's, like, the ambient songs, but with some like glitchy beats over it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Flim. Like Flim is yeah. ambient. That's a totally. that's uh, and then I would, say, core, I would say. Um. Also. A sh- yeah. I, and then ninety percent of the rest, like ninety percent of what it takes up, is just like dark plug rap. So like whatever is coming dark, out of ETL. Did you say dark plug rap? Plug yeah. plug oh, rap like harp. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> no plug. Gino, Gino, who are those really dope rappers you showed me that you made some beats for? Like phenomenal, scary um, ass rap. Um, this is a while I made a lot of rap songs really in twenty twenty one, but I'm probably assuming you're thinking of. It was very like yeah, you're gonna you're thinking of a little wop and like, uh, those two are just unreal yeah that's sick man you would that's true you would love little wop check out his discard cool I feel like I've heard yeah. little wop on so were you sure. sort of making uh, rap beats through the pandemic and stuff to make income that way yeah um make income is like a strong word for sure <laughs> but yeah I was trying to get into the True. Yeah, it's yeah like rappers don't have out of it. Yeah. I think I finally got to a position where I was like making some money, but to get to that, it takes like a year worth. Because it's not like you can't just like make a beat, put it on the internet, and somebody's gonna buy it. It's not A to B like that at all. So you kind of have to like infiltrate yourself in the community. Yeah, make like a you know like some sort of a notion that this guy has good beats and people will talk about it, and then people start buying it. But like some of the times you're even paying for features. It's like it's this whole thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, like, I think another big thing in the rap beat community is, like, a lot of the people I've worked with, because, like, I have shit on, like, Track Train and Beat Stars and shit, and a lot of people, like, essentially sell to producers the idea of being a rap producer, so they give out loop packs. So it'll be, like, 20 loops of just, like, half-finished songs, and you add drums, and you upload it, and they get half of whatever you make off that. And these guys will have 600 features on Beat Stars, so they're raking in small amounts of money and, like, going platinum and shit. Literally off writing just like strings with a piano over it and then giving that to like 800 rap producers. Yeah, loops, loops basically is a great you way to also make just money. sell those on Splice, right? Absolutely. Definitely. That's my preferred method. Look, boys, I got a TikTok side hustle for you for becoming <laughs> rap. Producers. Make music, sell it. <laughs> make music, rake in the dough. Yeah. Sounds good in theory, doesn't work. Doesn't yeah. work at all. Also, quick interjection as far as listening. This sounds insane, but I've been listening to the um, Bulgarian State Women's Television Choir. They put this album out in 1994. <laughs> what? That is, bro, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Look this shit up on Spotify right now. The Bulgarian State Television Choir. It's some super, like, it's insane, but it's the some of the dopest. I've sampled the shit out oh of this. My God, it's some of the funny. dopest vocals. And the album art's really sick, too. I've I, what I think Bill is looking up. Did you? Did I get the name correct? It's a Bulgarian state television female. Crowd. Absolutely filthiest drops. Twenty twelve. Let's go. <laughs> it's gas. It's, it's some of my favorite music. I have that shit on repeat. Dude, you're crazy. How did you find that? Twenty twelve, dude. It's from um, like the nineties. Yeah, it's oh, from ninety four. Industry on. secret. What the hell? They have an album in 1990, 94, 1988, and then twenty twenty two. They released a single. <laughs> oh, they Yo, released a new the one. The comeback. Yeah, so that. it's like they, they took shit. like a solid thirty year hiatus <laughs> and then released a single. I mean, okay, 
when you hear it, they can do that. They can hang. Dude, but I'm willing to bet you gave them 20 Spotify monthly listeners, and they're like, fuck, like somebody's listening. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so I got into no, no, so they actually this, have like um, 75,000 monthlies. Oh, yeah, they're big time. Yeah. A, a way, one of the ways I find music is reverse sampling. So I look up things that are sampled. Like, I love sample hunting, like going to who sampled, like backwards. So, like, I found uh, I've, Bauer made a really good video about the piano loop from Praise You by Fatboy Slim. And that's from like a rehearsal recording for this jazz group. And, like, if you dig into 40 songs and see everything they sampled, you're going to find like 80 new artists right there off the top. Yeah. So, I made this idea. tutorial video yesterday uh, on Typical. <laughs> I know. Um, and I had this, my whole thought or like idea was, uh, it was about EQs, but I, I think it can be applied here as well. My thought was, it doesn't matter if you're using like one of those physically modeled EQs or EQ8 in Ableton or whatever. Um, if you do the test of like push 6dB on this EQ and 6dB on this other EQ in the same spots, yes, they're going to sound different, but it's kind of a moot point because you don't do shit like that anyway. You just do shit until it sounds good, right? So it's like yeah. even if I have to push the the dB on this other one like another three to get it to sound the same as six on the other one, I can get it to sound the same as the point. And yeah. I feel the same way about like sample hunting. It's like I can just really get anything off splice and so long as I just mold it in the way that I want it to anyway to get it to sound a certain way. It doesn't really matter if I hunted like for a million hours for that sample or just got a thing off splice. 100%. I absolutely agree. Also, as someone who loves sample hunting, like especially something I've learned, I bought a little tape reel. It's called a sidecar. So it's like a little cassette player with like a pitch knob on it. And one thing I really enjoy is trying to make loops that sound like I sampled them from an old ass record. So I'll like overhead mic record my acoustic piano and then run it to this tape reel and i have a super degraded tape that's like <laughs> super crispy and fucked up so i'll record piano loops to that and then turn it down in speed and play it back into the computer and it sounds like i'm sampling an old record but it's literally so, just me one and thing, that's fun but i love <laughs> sample hunting it's one of my faves one thing i would say um when i do search really hard for a sample though is it does add some value in terms of me feeling like I have more ownership over the piece of music because I put more effort in. Uh, whereas if I just grab a thing, I'll splice and throw it in. I'm like, I just it feels a little cheap. But the only which is so thing, ironic because you own it less. <laughs> I know, right? It's like fucking yeah. The only sensation I can like equate it to is like when you beat a, a Dark Souls boss or like any FromSoft boss. It's like so much fucking effort for this little bit of essentially useless dopamine but like goddamn after six yeah. hours finding a good sample it's like it's like Dude, life is nothing. that inspires you to make a whole piece of music right that you actually feel good Certainly. about the stuff that it's worth doing for absolutely sure. good investment of time back to the who sample thing if you go on youtube and search in various artists topic the it's like basically the youtube channel for it's like the topic channel for anybody who made a compilation album or inputted a feature incorrectly or whatever. So like like dozens of stuff gets dozens of like tracks get uploaded per ten minutes basically of yeah. people that didn't properly input the artist names and it's always like unheard of like never going to be on a major record label type stuff and there's some good stuff in there. That is pretty dope actually. I found out too from the Bauer video that uh, the song Butterfly by Crazy Town. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. 
that's a red hot chili pepper sample that guitar is like it's such a good loop yeah it's so stupid but yeah just literally the entire there's no bridge there's no hook other than the vocal switches the entire song this red hot chili peppers guitar loop there's a bunch of like old 90s tunes now that are getting rehashed and like called originals and stuff like there's that rehashing of blue by eiffel 65 but it's just called i'm good (laughs) really totally i missed that one completely it's good it's yeah like jack harlow just did the i forget who was it fergie he sampled oh yeah yeah you like whiteboard rappers oh yeah (laughs) uh hey now uh jack harlow uh off the record very fucking boring rapper i think he has some bars but i like there's this category of rappers that were like they have fucking bars but they have no longevity and listenability like jack harlow is like dope ass songs for a week and it's like i will never listen to that shit again yeah. it's like but producers then, with sick sound design but shitty mix downs or sick flow yeah. but shitty mixes yeah. and yeah you're speaking you, to one, pal. You gotta, you gotta... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you invited the right two people on here. <laughs> Sick flow. Shit sounds. <laughs> no, you and that's are, actually you one existential sounds. crisis I've had. I'm like, okay, how do I maintain like honest longevity in art, but also maintain my passion for useless sound design? There's a middle ground there, you know? Yeah, totally. Because I, I think the biggest thing... The biggest thing I struggled with is like I had all this cool sound design. It was in a cool beat, but stylistically, where was it? Right? Like I feel like a lot of the music I enjoy when I'm listening to stuff on downtown it is, is like on downtime. Sorry, it has a lot of style. Like yes. there's a lot of like swag to it. Absolutely, like a hip hop beat. I'm trying to get that back into like bleep loop sounds is kind of hard. So. Yeah, I, I think there's I almost a way, feel though. like sound design at this point is kind of pointless to do almost now as well because every sound exists basically on the internet oh, yeah. for free yeah uh, or for you know very little amount of money and now with ai shit being able to just feed a data set into something and just be like generate me all the bass sounds based on all of this shit is so easy to do that i feel like at this point uh it's it's really hard to find uh effort things to do just to make you feel better and more like you own the piece of music more. Yeah. It's just pretty much uh the dick measuring contest continues. Speaking also, okay, I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but sound design is like the easiest part. Like all you have Absolutely. to do is just fucking try. <laughs> like you just do a cop press some buttons, something cool will always come out. Um Fun Case made a tweet about this the other day, which was hella relatable. He was like, There's a bunch of tutorials on how to make my sounds, and none of them are even remotely correct. And, like, this happened to me once where, like, there was a tutorial on how, like, I made this squeaky sound and someone made it with serum. And it was literally a bird sample just, like, run through OTT and distortion. (laughs) And they, like, remade it almost pretty fucking well on serum. And I was like, my brother in Christ, go to YouTube, (laughs) type in bird. Yeah, those are... Um, that sound in that Peekaboo song, I tried to remake it using the harmonic series. In that Here With You song, it's... uh, you know that one by Peekaboo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that Banger. sound that goes, nah, 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 nah. and I was like, oh, that's a harmonic series, and like try to make it like with a wavetable and shit. And I was like, hey, is this how you did this? And he was like, bro, it's literally a flute sample with auto pan turning the volume up and down. Yes, and that's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, literally, dude, yeah, yeah. And I think that's like, that's where, and it's funny because like people would hold like all of us onto like essentially the same tier of like good at sound design. And like we all are so far removed from what we do. To, like we're all so different from how we do sound design but it's all cool and that's the thing 
like every now and then I'll have such a complex chain that like took two hours and it's making some cool sounds. But usually when I get there, it's like going to be like five or 10 seconds of the entire composition. Whereas like a lot of the coolest, easiest sounds will take the forefront and then the really complex ones will be fills. It's yes, not like, a, absolutely. It's, not like it's taking over the song. Yeah. Mud pies, baby. As long as you uh, enjoy the process of doing it. And at the end yeah, of the day, that's... you've made something. That's a and I think that we make along the way. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it's, why it's the I glitches still we make stick. along the way. It's is that the, the bitches? What glitches? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. It's the it's the bitches we made along the way. <laughs> uh, also, going to describe a meme right now. There's this fire one. I sent it to Gino. It just has a picture of Andy Warhol, and it says "R.I.P. Andy Warhol." His lazy ass would use AI to make everything. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out, Soup Boy. I don't get it, dude. Dude, Bill didn't even find it a little bit funny because of how you describe it. (laughs) Okay, Andy Warhol, Campbell Soup Can guy. I know who that is. Banana guy. He's a cool banana. Yeah, bananahammer.com. Nice. Saying a famous artist drew something is insane. Yo, Picasso drew the 16th chapel. (laughs) True. (laughs) Good point. All right, man. uh, I gotta go. (laughs) uh no legit i kind of want to go back to making music it's 3 40 a.m i gotta gotta get a beat made this was a long one i feel like we were going for like two hours it's pretty close yeah yeah i mean realistically the first hour and a half was benadryl talk so you just use the end we talked about sound design for 20 minutes and then yeah. mentioned the 16th chapel and we're done. Yeah. Was, oh, good bitch. One, I, I kill the vibe. It was a good one. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad this, this works. Was fun. Yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, both coming and uh, yeah, we'll do it again shortly. I'm sure we'll see each other at a festival or something. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll be back in the States a lot more this year. Hell yeah. Gino's coming stateside, baby. Alrighty. Cheers. Yo, what's up? Thanks for listening to the Mr. Bill podcast. This show is produced and edited by Robert Fumo. You can get early access to the show by going to my website, mrbillstunes.com and paying me instead of Patreon. And remember to go rate and review on iTunes or I'm going to come to your house and punch your dog in the throat, upper deck your toilet and fuck your partner. Note, I may or may not do those last couple of things. Uh, You should probably just go rate it on iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is that you listen to the podcast on because it really helps the podcast. Um, but but just know that that it'll go a long fucking way to me not doing those things if you do go do that. So uh, just just putting that out there. I know what I'm